Hey, everybody. Happy October. Happy Pastor Appreciation Month. That's right. In case you didn't know, the 31 days of October are not just the countdown to fall break, Halloween, or the holiday season. It's also the month you should be appreciating pastors worldwide. So if you are a pastor... I appreciate you. If you have a pastor, you should go appreciate them. But this month at Youth Ministry Booster, we wanted to celebrate a particular group of pastors, and that is all the women in youth ministry. So if you are a full-time, part-time, volunteer, small group leading, loving students, woman in youth ministry, this month is for you. And almost every stinking day this month, we have got an exciting interview with a woman in youth ministry who's doing an incredible job and has an amazing story to tell. But more than just hearing from them we want to celebrate and so if you are or know of a woman in youth ministry go to www.youthministrybooster.com slash giveaway and we are going to give away an annual subscription box of their choosing and a year of booster for a woman in youth ministry who's doing an amazing job so youth ministry men you can enter by nominating someone you're going to give the gift to and women in youth ministry please sign up we want you to have a gift we want you to give to you a year-long celebration to Thank you for what you do and to love you for loving young people. You can play along at home by tagging all your posts. Hashtag women NYM. We'd love to hear from you. All right, that's it for me. Enjoy this interview and I'll catch you back at the end of the episode with more details. We are here celebrating um, in the month of October, the incredible women in youth ministry. And we are with uh, Mikaela. Did I right. pronounce that correctly? Or you least- got it absolutely correctly, Mikaela. You're going to have to get through the rest of this conversation today, so you know it's okay. I'll give you a tutorial if you need to. It's four syllables. You got it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like because of that, there's probably going to be like a Sonic Route 44, like that I will <laughs> buy myself as a reward later this afternoon during happy hour. Yes, and I will tell you that at that point you will deserve it. Yes. Well, I deserve one most every afternoon, I think. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's just one thing in life that, you know, helps make things okay. You get through that. You're like, you know what? I deserve this. Let me go ahead yeah. and get one. <laughs> I think I reward myself too much, though, right? <laughs> I mean, like, it can be a dangerous, slippery slope, so you do have to be careful. Sonic will get you. <laughs> I'm either rewarding myself or I'm loathing in something, and either one takes me to Sonic. And so, Yes, and you're just like, either I need to celebrate or cry. Either way, this is going to help with either one it's good this episode of youth ministry booster brought to you by sonic yes so anyways so tell us a little bit about yourself tell us about your name first and foremost make sure we we know how to say it and and where that comes from and 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 all of those great things absolutely well my name Michaela, is hebrew and um, my parents, they used to watch that old show, Star Search, and there was a spokesperson on there that had that name, and they were like, that's it, that's the name for our daughter. So they signed me up for a lifetime of having to raise my hand when the substitute teacher would pause um, and look very confused at the paper, and I would say, yes, that's me. Hi, I'm Michaela Present. <laughs> awesome. Where, where are you from? Um, what does uh, what your student ministry look like and all those kind of things? 
So I do pseudometry based out of Stewart, Florida. It's about 30 minutes north of West Palm Beach. Um, so I'm a Florida flip-flops um, and sandals kind of girl. And I've been here for four years where I currently serve. Um, and so our youth ministry is, um, I would say, at a, a mid-sized church. And we meet once a week and we do uh, an entire night of student programming. And our goal is to uh, just make sure that students have uh, a place where they can come and do worship um, that they take some ownership in, because um, a lot of times we still call it big church. Big church doesn't always resonate with uh, with the teenagers, and so we want them to have youth group where uh, they feel like they can worship and serve and come um, and just hang out and learn a little bit more about who Jesus is. And so that's that's our main goal here. Oh, that's really cool. So tell us tell us your origin story. What tell us about your calling to student ministry before then? What did what did that look like in your life? How have you gotten to where you're at today? So uh, I always grew up in the church. Um, my dad was a deacon and my mom was always a choir director. And so, um, you know, I feel like I was sitting on the uh, piano bench next to my mom since I could hold my head up properly. Um, and so uh, being in ministry was just kind of second nature to me. And so when I was a teenager. I started out probably when I was about 16 years old and I would for the middle school kids. Um, and that was just always something that I just always did. And I didn't necessarily think at that time that it was going to lead to a future in student ministry. Um, but it was just uh, something that I felt like um, God used me in at, in those moments. And so ever since I was a kid, I thought, OK, you know what? I want to do communications. I want to do journalism. And so by the time I graduated high school, I went to college and I got that degree in communications mm-hmm. and journalism because I thought, um, you know, I want to either be a news anchor or I want to be a radio host or something like that because I enjoy talking to people and loving people, and that's going to be the perfect way to do it. So uh, I went to school, and then um, by the time I graduated, I was at summer camp with our student ministry at the time, and we were doing a worship service, and I specifically remember uh, being in the back of the room. Um, as you know, I feel like a lot of youth leaders, you kind of go to the back of the room, let the kids yeah. experience the, the loud music and all that good stuff, and then you're kind of towards the back end. And I can still to this day remember um, certain students that just really stuck out to me because of various stories that they had, various struggles that they had. And we just spent this entire week um, ministering to these kids, and I really felt God pressing on my heart and saying, you need to make sure that you have the tools it's going to take to minister to these kids properly and do that mm-hmm. well. Um, and so that fall I enrolled in school again and I went specifically to get a degree in youth ministry because I said, okay, well, um, if this is what God wants me to do, then I'm going to go ahead and do it. And so I still remember the faces of those kids and, um, some of the struggles that they had. And, and that was kind of what propelled me through school. Um, you know, those late nights and, and all that kind of stuff, but just really knowing that, God wanted me to be able to do this well, and that was um, something that I needed to power through. So uh, once I did that, um, it took about two years for me to actually um, be placed where I am now. And the story of that, you know, God just really worked that out, you know, between my resume and people knowing, you know, where to look for my resume. God totally lined that up. And so I know that I'm where I'm supposed to be. um, And I have complete confirmation in that, which is just a really cool thing um, to see God work in that way. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Isn't it so cool that like there are those moments that we think are like 
totally for the student, right? And then right. Like, yes. we, we find ourselves in the back of the room and, and God takes that moment to speak to our own heart. And I am, I'm amazed by all those, all the times in my own life, e- even as like a speaker and communicator that I would like finish a sermon that I had prepared for, right? Like mm-hmm. Hours and sure. go. That was for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else in the room got anything out of it, but that was for me. And so, mm-hmm. Sometimes we need to learn in those moments, too, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell me your time in student ministry from, your, I mean, beginning a volunteer all the way into where you're at now. Tell me one of your favorite student ministry moments. Favorite student ministry moments. Well, um, I feel like this is kind of a recurring moment and I am not the type of student minister that gets like wild and crazy and does like crazy, uh, you know, jumps off of stuff. Like that's just not me. Um, I always try to, you know, help people understand that you can be an introvert and be in ministry and still be effective because I am one of those people. Um, I kind of keep to myself a little bit. So the moments that are my favorite oftentimes are the quieter moments. And so um, the recurring one that I always think about is um, in those moments when just like you talked about, you're preparing for a message and you think um, that, you know, this message is either going to be great because you've put a lot of work into it or you're going, okay, I don't know if I've prepared this as well as I should have, but here I am in front of these people and Lord, please just help it be effective. Let it be an opportunity um, for people to learn more about you. And then you just go, well, there's a couple of, uh, of moments in speaking to students where God just kind of gives me this clarity or this realization where he lets me in on the fact that right here in this moment, this is when I'm working and this is why you prepared. And this is, this is the purpose of this message. And so in the middle of uh, speaking to those kids, I'm going, okay, that's a really humbling moment because at that time I have to send up a prayer and just say, okay, God, whatever it is that you're working on, please let it be uh, something that impacts students. Let it help them grow in their relationship. Let it, you know, minister to the hearts of kids who are broken. Um, and it's just, you know, a fleeting moment where he's like, this is it right here, right now. And I can tell that everybody's zeroed in and I've zeroed in because he's got my attention in those moments. And he's saying, I'm working and I'm going, oh, okay, awesome. Please don't let me mess it up. You know, it's just completely um, humbling to be a part of that. And so those are my favorite moments because I get to connect with him, but also get to see him connecting with other people and um, and see the realness of who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one of my favorite things. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you use you use the word humbling there, and, and that's for sure it. Tell me, like, when you when you experience those times what what other emotions come out in you and like where where does it drive your heart and your mind I would say um, it drives my heart to um, to whatever the point is also, because I think that he uses those moments um, where I might need to pay attention to something in myself, too, whether it's um, an insecurity that I've been struggling with or um, or or, you know, I just need to be um, to be more open minded about something else or to zero in on somebody in the congregation or in the audience who's really hurting. And so for me, the emotion 
emotion that it draws out is um, is just going, okay, well, where, how do I need to serve or what do I need to change? Um, and so really it becomes um, me trying to figure out how to do exactly what God's having me tell other people to do. Um, because that's, I, I mean, that's how relational ministry works where you're relating to God, and you're relating to other people. And so, um, you know, it's not just about other people hearing the message. It's about you hearing it. And it's about, um, making it real, making sure that you're not just getting up there saying something and then you don't actually live it out in your life, you know? Absolutely. The power, the power of the Holy spirit, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Um, all right. So we're going to jump in a time machine real quick. Mm Mm-hmm. You get to go back in time to your very first, like, volunteer experience in student ministry. Mm-hmm. And you get to give yourself some, like, sage wisdom. What would you tell yourself at that point? Ooh, okay. Uh, so I consider myself what I like to call a recovering perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been the case since I was a teenager and just always feeling like, um, everything needed to be in its proper order and everything needed to be the right way. And so I have always struggled with, um, trying to make it appear as if I have all my ducks in a row and got everything together. And that started at a young age and it's something that I still struggle with. So if I could go back in time, I would say it's okay to not be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to let other know you're not perfect um and that you knowing and other people knowing that you're not perfect does not disqualify you from ministry mm-hmm. because i think that was um that was something that i started to believe is that um any opportunity that i had to uh fail in front of somebody or show that i didn't know something was going to be the opportunity to say for somebody else to say well see that's why you shouldn't be doing that that's exactly why you shouldn't leave that bible study or that's exactly why you shouldn't speak in front of those people um that's why you shouldn't be in ministry and i just felt like i was giving them that in to point the finger and say no you're not supposed to be doing that but instead um i can I know now that I can see that as that's the opportunity to grow so that you can absolutely do ministry because we do Mm. ministry out of our imperfections, um, you know, because that's where Jesus shows how perfect he is. And so, um, so I would absolutely tell myself, dude, fail in front of people, be vulnerable, let them know that um, you don't know something and you not knowing something, it doesn't negate your skill set. You still have skills. Um, You just might need to learn this other thing that will now multiply those skills. Um, And that's a huge lesson that I'm still learning. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I, it, me as well. Like I, I feel like I really resonate with you a lot in that because I, I'm the same way. I mean, you call yourself a recovering perfectionist. I'm right. in the midst of it, just wallowing around most days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and no, I, I really appreciate that. I think there's the joy, the joy of vulnerability, I think, in, mm-hmm. in those moments. And, um, I'm often reminded of, in Paul's letter, when he talks about um, how I came to you and I acted like I knew nothing but Christ and him crucified, right? Mm. This, I mean, yeah, here's a guy, right, who could boast about anything, but he realizes that 
like in his own humility, Christ is going to be exalted more. Right. Right. And I, I, I just hope that for, I hope that for my own life, but I, I know, and I hope that for so many other ministers who I think have the greatest intentions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we can often so much get in our own way. Yes. Um, in, in the midst of that, and we become not only a stumbling block for ourselves, but for the people that follow us. Yes. Uh, and so I, I really appreciate you for. Um, reminding me of that, and that's yet again another reason that I'm probably going to have to have a sonic drink this afternoon. <laughs> Remembering <laughs> that, yes. That, like I said, remember, you had a sonic drink because you're like, you know what, God is so good and he's perfect, so I'm just going to rejoice in that. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much for um, sharing your honesty with us this afternoon. I mean, I, I know that we haven't known each other long and just sitting here talking to you on this call, but, um, man, I just hear such authenticity in you, and I just want to encourage that in you as a minister, and I, I just hope that that continues to just come alive and, and you minister in that and through that. And so if you are um, listening with us today, we want to invite you back tomorrow as we have the opportunity to hear from another um, fantastic woman in student ministry across uh, this great country. So, yeah, absolutely. We're excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, let's head to Sonic. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks so much. All right, there you go. That's your interview with Mikaela. Uh, Chad, I'm not buying your Sonic. Maybe somebody else will. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to check the links below, how you can get in contact with her and learn more about her story and how you can sign up for the youthministrybooster.com slash giveaway where you can win an annual membership to Booster and a subscription box of your choice for the woman in youth ministry you appreciate the most, which could be you. And so thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. You guys are great. We'll see you then.